this morning, evidence of good beyond our doing. Evidence of good beyond our doing. In Jerusalem, near the Sheep Gate, there is a pool of five porches or alcoves. Uh, we had never visited Bethesda, is how we say it in English. But it's the place where the man that was lame for 38 years was lying on one of those five porches. And he was waiting for the waters to be stirred by an angel in hopes that he could drag his lame body into the pool and be healed. And he'd, been, he'd had that hope for 38 years. Until the day came that Jesus, in conversation with his father early in the morning, uh, Daddy said, hey Jesus, I want you to go to the house of mercy today. And I want you to show mercy to a man that's there that's been lame for 38 years. I, I, I believe that the father directed Jesus specifically to that man uh, on that day for that reason. And it was really cool to visit that place and to look down on where those pools would have been and where those porches were. But the thing that really gripped me for the five... It, had, it just never hit me. Is Bethesda, as we say it in English, is really from the Hebrew, Bet Chesda. Chesed. Those of you that have heard had people pronounce Hebrew, Chesed. God's loving kindness. It's his covenantal love. And so this miracle happened in the house of Chesed. The house of God's loving kindness. The house of God's covenantal love. That, like, again, just like I'm thinking, what? it's taken me a few years to realize that these words in the New Testament are coming out of the Old Testament. And, oh, there's tremendous significance to these places. So it was really great to be in a place where Jesus did something to demonstrate the dignity and power of his rule on the earth. I will set things right in this lame man's life. Really fun to be there. And this morning I thought about visiting there because Paul, likewise, has the opportunity in, in central Turkey to see God heal a lame man as well. So in Acts 14 verse 8, let's read the account, and then let's talk about this evidence of good that is beyond our doing. Verse 8, Acts 14. There was a man in Lystra who couldn't walk. He sat there crippled since the day of his birth. He heard Paul talking. He heard Paul announcing the good news of the king and his rule on the earth. And Paul, looking intently into his eyes, saw that there was faith to be restored to health. He was ripe for God's work. So Paul said loud enough for everyone to hear, Stand up! The man was up in a flash. 
jumped up, walked around as if he'd been walking all of his life. When the crowd saw what Paul had done, they went wild, calling out in their Lacenian dialect, The gods have come down. These men are gods. They called Barnabas Zeus and Paul Hermes. Since Paul did most of the speaking, the priest of the local Zeus shrine got up a parade. Bulls and banners and people lined up to the gates, ready for the ritual of sacrifice. When Barnabas and Paul finally realized what was going on, they stopped them, waving their arms. They interrupted the parade, calling out, What, what do you think you're doing? We're not gods. We are ordinary people. We're, we're men just like you. And we're here to bring you the message, to persuade you to abandon these silly God superstitions and embrace God himself, the living God. We, we don't make God. God makes us. And he made all of this. Earth, sky, sea, and everything in them. In the generations before us, God let the different nations go their own way. But even then he didn't let them, he didn't leave them without a clue, for he made a good creation. He poured down rain and gave bumper crops when their bellies were full and hearts happy. There was evidence of good beyond your doing. Talking fast and hard like this, they prevented them from carrying out the sacrifice that would have honored them as gods, but just barely. In creation, and in the telling of the message, and in a miracle, there is within those events this evidence of good that is beyond our doing. Paul, as he tells this story, and Luke records it, there, there's, a, there's a good creation. And you know, just like we're celebrating rain, because we really need rain. <laughs> and that rain is needed not just for the crops, but also for drinking. We need rain. We won't survive without rain. But that, that rain comes, and it's amazing that the, the seeds that we put into the ground, there's still these bumper crops that come up, this produce. And from that, we're, we're well fed. And when we're well fed, our hearts are happy. And this, this, this evidence of good beyond our doing is something that happens with both the Jew and the Gentile, with all of the nations. And then this, this good message that Paul and Barnabas showed up to, to proclaim. I mean, it's a message that, so hey, you need, abandon silly God superstitions and embrace the living God. This is about relationship with God. It's not about a religion. Then there's this good healing. Announcing the good news of the kingdom that sets all things right. So a man whose feet didn't work. He has, his, has impotent feet is literally what is wrong with him. He, he was born lame. He was born that way. He had a birth defect. But after he listened. He listened to the message of Jesus. He listened to Paul say, Jesus is the, the Messiah. Jesus is the king that God promised. Jesus is the king that's going to restore creation to its original design, but it's even going to be better. 
And somewhere in that message, as that lame man listened, he, he, he thought, wow, that would mean that my infirmity can be set right. And so there was within him, as, as Paul looked right in his eye, he, he saw a faith within that man, a belief, a trust, a confidence that I can be restored based upon what he was hearing. So let's talk about the, these good things that are happening, what the part that we're, we're doing and then the part that God's doing. And let's just kind of, let's explore. There's, there's the evidence of good beyond what humans can do. Let's start with the healing because that seems to catch all of our attention the most. You know, what we can do, we can do what Paul did. We can do what Barnabas did. We can go to our neighbors and we can go to the nations and, and we can announce the good news. We can herald the good news. There is a king. Jesus is in charge of our life. And when Jesus is in charge of our life, then he rules our life. He's in charge. And as, he, as he's in charge, we, we have discovered that as Jesus is in charge of our lives, our lives are really lived at the best that they can be lived right now. At least that's our hope. We are always hoping for things to improve based upon who Jesus is. So we can go now, we can go tell our neighbors, and we can, go, we can go to the nations, and we can announce that message. I believe that's really, that's why we exist. We're supposed to continue to do that. And as we do that, like Paul, we can begin to believe that this message is true. <laughs> that this message actually is powerful. And that as we look as we proclaim and as we look intently and just think, I mean, Brent doesn't have any outward deformity, but probably if you did, it would be really uncomfortable for me to come over here and stare at you intently. You know, we just don't, we just don't do that, do we? I mean, if somebody shows up with some kind of birth defect, we kind of tend to want, we don't want to, you know, that would be embarrassing to look at that birth defect and stare intently. But do you notice what's happening here? He's looking at this guy. And he's looking right into his eye. He's really kind of looking beyond his eyes. He's kind of looking into his soul. And quite literally, he sees faith to be restored to health within that man. So it's possible for us to announce the good news, the rule and the reign of Jesus now on the earth, it's possible for us to look intently upon the people that we're sharing that message with. And it's even possible for us to do what Paul did. Stand up! I see that you're believing this message. I see that you're believing Jesus. And so let's act upon that. Stand up! You want to jump up? Just jump up, Jason. Stand up! Now you can sit down. 
Now, we can do that. We could do that. I hope we do do that. But what we can't do, we can't heal a lame person. But when Jesus does that, that is evidence of good that is beyond our doing. Evidence of good that is beyond our doing. Now, connected with that is this message. I mean, we, we have a good message. Matter, I think we have the best message for our generation. Every generation has the opportunity for this message. And so we can persuade those that we're sharing the message with, you know, just, just abandon your silly God superstitions and, and embrace the living God, and let the living God embrace you. We can do that. And we can, we can proclaim that God made us. We don't make God. We are made in the image of God. God is not made in our image. God made us. And we, part of our proclamation, it can and should and really ought to be, God came down. God came down and he lived among us. And it's still stamped in our hearts and our minds and we can go back and read Matthew, Mark, Luke and John and then what comes after that? We, we know that God came and lived on this planet and showed us what, what, what and who God is. And we, we could have a parade that celebrates that God became a man and dwelt among us. We could do that. We can do that. But we can't change anybody's mind. When people change their mind about who Jesus is, when people change their mind about what the kingdom of God is and how the kingdom of God would impact the globe now, that's evidence of a good that is beyond our doing. Evidence of good beyond our doing. Then when it comes to a good creation, it, it is really amazing to me that even though our creation is fallen, we still have a reference to it being good. So all of the goodness of the Creator has not been eliminated from a fallen world. So in this good creation, we can acknowledge there is a Creator. And we can go out and we can prepare the fields. I mean, we're going to have to get, we're going to have to deal with the weeds and the pestilence. Pestilence that kind of little pests, the bugs. But we can sow our seeds. And then we can pray and ask him to send rain. And he does. And there's a crop. And we can go out and harvest that crop. But the success of that, for anybody that's ever been a farmer, there are good years and there's bad years. <laughs> so it's not every year that we can celebrate full bellies and happy hearts. But when we do, when our bellies are full and our hearts are happy 
because the rains have come and, and there's been this wonderful produce that's beyond our wildest imagination. That is evidence of a good beyond our doing. Evidence of good beyond our doing. As we reflect upon that account, you know, we want to bring it into our community. And so then the question is, in our doing, because all of us are doers, in some form or fashion, we've all learned we've got to do something with our face. We're, we're, we're our faith. We're, we're doing. We're doing. We're doing. But in our doing, is there any evidence of good beyond that doing? So we can get busy doing, but is there evidence of good beyond that doing? So the real question is, is God really doing anything in our community or are we all doing the work? What's God doing? What's God up to? What's the evidence of a good God doing what we don't do? What we can't do? Now, will we announce our king and his kingdom? That's, that's something we do. Will, will we do it? You know, when we announce our king and his kingdom, will we look intently for restorative faith in the eyes of the broken? Those that want to be set free. Those that want to be made whole. Those that hope to be delivered. Do we see? I mean, again, that's our, our doing. Will we guide our religious and superstitious generation, though they're well-intended at times, toward relationship with us and the living God? Spend some time pondering Paul and Barnabas in a very religiously wrong environment. These guys are gods. Let's sacrifice to Zeus and... What was Paul and Barnabas' attitude towards that type of an environment? They're not mad. They don't want a sacrifice being done because they, hey, we're, you know, we want you to see God for who God is and we're not God. So don't, I mean, they're trying, they don't want them to mistake. But the whole attitude that they go about doing that is so different than the rhetoric that I hear today. Folks, we live in an environment of superstition, of religion, of secularism. That's the environment we live in. Hello. We're going to have to relate 
And we're going to have to learn how to do it better than we are now if we want anybody to enter into a relationship with the living God. See, I don't think Paul and Barnabas were blown out of the water that these guys wanted to sacrifice to them. They just didn't want them to make that mistake. So if there's any attitude, hard attitude, that I feel from this event, it's mercy. You're going to make a big mistake, and we don't want you to make that mistake. We don't want you to miss the opportunity to be embraced by the living God. And they're actually being drawn toward those that are making a mistake rather than repelling them away. Just take some time and think that. Think through what's going on there. And will we rely on the providential care of our Creator to fill our tummies so that our hearts rejoice? I mean, do we know? I mean, if we, of all people on the planet, don't know, give us this day. Give us today our daily bread. If we're not experiencing the providential care of our Father, who else is going to? And in all of our doing, our announcing, our looking intently, our guiding of those around us, our reliance on the providential care of God, those are all great things to do. But in that doing... As a community of people pledged to follow Jesus, to learn from Jesus, to live together, is there evidence of a good God that does what only he can do beyond our doing? Are the captives being set free? Are the sick being healed? Are our neighbors coming to faith in Jesus? Because we're doing, but God is doing what we can't. So would you like to stand with me? Jesus, as we stand together, we want to acknowledge that you are the good, the goodness, the good one, the good God, the one that does what we cannot do. And what I would invite, I would invite you to begin to provide that evidence within our community life of good that is beyond our doing. I ask that you would help us as a community of people to know that, yes, we are to do some things. We are to announce. 
your kingship and your rule and your reign? Yes. And we are to look intently upon those that we deliver that message to and invite them into relationship with you. And we are to look intently for those opportunities for the broken to be restored. We, we are. And we are to relate to the religious, to the superstitious, to those that are trapped in secularism. We're, we're to relate and to, to relate well. Yes, we're, we're, all, we're supposed to do all of that. We're supposed to eat. We're supposed to enjoy the abundance that we have. But in our doing, we ask as a community for you to stretch out your good hand and for you to do what we cannot do. My prayer for us and in our doing that we would create opportunities for you to give that evidence of good that goes way beyond our doing. Demonstrate the power and the dignity of your rule on the earth with us, with our neighbors, and with the nations. Father, thank you that throughout the history of humanity you've never been without a witness of who you are and what you do. <laughs> I ask that you would restore our faith, our confidence that you will always provide a witness of who you are and what you do that goes beyond our doing. In your name, Jesus. Amen. I, I took some time just to listen because I really, I want to start listening more. 
And I really want to listen for, you know, what does Jesus want to do? It's not what I want. Him, you know, it's not what you want. It's what, what does he want? What does he want to do? So I'm going to just keep trusting him and invite you as well to trust him. But as we gather together as a community and we come to these points of prayer, that we'd have this increasing sense of this is what Jesus wants to do. And that we would respond. And that's that evidence of good that's beyond our doing. It's beyond our gathering. It's beyond our worship. It's beyond our teaching. It's beyond our prayer. It's him at work. Now, today, here, with us. And as he does that, then for us to leave every week with this anticipation that that same evidence of good beyond our doing is in our neighborhood. It's where we work. It's where we go to school. Because that's where he is. So I trust that we'll enjoy this adventure together. And thanks very much for our time. And uh, enjoy the day.